This podcast is brought to you by HealthcareInfoSecurity.com, the leading online publication for risk management and security professionals within the healthcare industry. This is Howard Anderson, Managing Editor at HealthcareInfoSecurity.com, welcoming you to Week in Review for July 17th, 2010. In our top story this week, federal regulators issued two final rules for the Medicare and Medicaid Electronic Health Record Incentive Program created by the High Tech Act. These rules, and a recently announced proposal to modify the HIPAA Privacy Security and Enforcement Rules, give security professionals plenty of issues to ponder. A final rule setting standards for the EHR software that qualifies for the incentive program spells out the security capabilities that the software must offer. These capabilities include encryption and authentication, among many others. A second rule describes all the steps hospitals and physicians must take to demonstrate that they are making meaningful use of EHRs and thus deserve the incentive payments. This rule requires that those receiving incentives conduct a detailed risk analysis and update it regularly. The rule also states that both hospitals and physicians must, quote, protect electronic health information created or maintained by certified EHR technology through the implementation of appropriate technical capabilities, unquote. But those capabilities are not spelled out. Similarly, the proposal to modify HIPAA also does not include any mandates to use specific security technologies. Some industry observers praised regulators for stressing the importance of a risk assessment in the Meaningful Use Rule because an assessment can help organizations select appropriate security technologies to address their specific risks. And the Software Standards Rule ensures that those who buy certified EHR applications will have access to a long list of security capabilities. Mac McMillan, who chairs the Healthcare Information and Management Systems Society's Privacy and Security Steering Committee, says, This is a great step forward because it puts responsibility on the vendors to provide this functionality. He goes on to say, This will help end the frustration of providers going to an EHR vendor for encryption and hearing them say, I'm not required to offer it to you. But McMillan and others expressed some disappointment that the high-tech EHR incentive rules and the proposed HIPAA modifications stopped short of mandating the use of specific security technologies. Meanwhile, the HHS Office for Civil Rights is continuing work on yet another rule to spell out requirements for giving patients an accounting of who has viewed their records. That rule is expected by year's end. I'll be back after a short break to tell you about the rest of our weekly review. Are you responsible for your institution's regulatory compliance program? Do electronic medical records, patient privacy, or data breaches keep you up at night? Do you have any certifications which require continuing professional education credit hours? The solution to your problems may be the HealthcareInfoSecurity.com Educational Webinar Library. You'll find plenty of courses that align with your core responsibilities. Visit HealthcareInfoSecurity.com for more information on how to access these webinars. Welcome back. In this week's featured interview, security expert Tom Walsh analyzes the major provisions of the proposal to modify the HIPAA privacy, security, and enforcement rules. Walsh stresses that under the proposal, ignoring the HIPAA rules is defined as willful neglect and can result in the maximum penalties. He points out the proposal clarifies that business associates and their subcontractors must comply with HIPAA. The proposal also includes a detailed description of patients' rights to access their health records. 
Walsh advises business associates to take a much closer look at all their security safeguards to prepare for compliance. Plus, he advises hospitals, clinics, and other covered entities to get ready to rewrite their business associate agreements, as well as the notice of privacy practices that they give to patients. And in this week's featured blog, we point out that the official federal list of major healthcare information breaches has been greatly improved. The list, maintained by the HHS Office for Civil Rights, had formerly omitted the names of solo practitioners who had experienced breaches, referring to them only as private practices. Now it names the physicians involved. Plus, the list is now displayed in an improved format that enables searches by various factors. Be sure to check out healthcareinfosecurity.com for all the latest news, interviews, blogs, and more. This is Howard Anderson. Thanks so much for listening. This podcast has been brought to you by healthcareinfosecurity.com. For more interviews, breaking news, research, and educational webinars, please visit www.healthcareinfosecurity.com.